Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Mm-hmm. Other than buying weed from scallywags in my local park, what other avenues might you suggest I try in order to purchase this dried plant matter? You may want to look at the encrypted, cloud-based, instant messaging app called Telegram. A number of London street vendors have now moved their services onto Telegram, many offering a delivery or Uber Eats experience for their customers. Oh, okay. Could you suggest some London-based vendors on Telegram? Have a look at this piece on Reddit from a few years ago, as well as the following Facebook pages, which may have the information you need. Your best option though is to do a search with your postcode in order to find someone in your area. Which is what I did. Resulting in the discovery of at Harrow School of Weed, which, good start, amused me immensely with its portmanteau moniker referencing that hallowed educational institution of choice for moneyed toffs and future leaders of the world, as well as, presumably, a nod to one of my favourite films. Are you going to teach us anything, or are we just going to sit here? Just do whatever you want. I want to learn from my teacher. Besides that, Freddie, what do you like to do? I don't know. Burn stuff? Just go out and have recess. My parents don't spend $15,000 a year for recess. What, you want to learn something? Yes, I do. What, you want me to teach you something? You want to learn something? All right, here's a useful lesson for you. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just gonna lose big time because the world is run by the man. Who? The man. Oh, you don't know the man? Oh, well, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. And the man ruined the ozone and he's burning down the Amazon and he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank, okay? And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh no. The man ruined that too with a little thing called MTV! So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed-up loser and crush your soul. So do yourselves a favor and just give up! Oh! Mr. Schneebly, it's after 10. On Tuesdays, the children have music class now. Right, okay. Uh, Good work, people. We will continue with our lecture on the man when we return. Have a good music class. HSOW replied almost instantly to my telegram message. Let me read to you our exchanges, which I still have, with thanks to my friend Francisca, who has kindly agreed to supply the voice of Harrow School of Weed. And how may I help you, sir? Oh, hi. I'm looking to buy about an eighth of bud, please. No worries at all, mate. At the moment, we've got Super Silver Haze. We've got Amnesia Haze. Blue Dream, you may enjoy wedding cake. Also, some Sour Diesel, White Widow. Before having this text chat, I'd managed to do a fair bit more research in order to come across 
hopefully, as an experienced cannabis user, in order not to be fleeced by the well-meaning but potentially nefarious ne'er-do-wells of the underworld. Most importantly, I needed to use the right terminology. If I could fake it as someone who was au fait with the most up-to-date and current street lingo, perhaps these online drug dealers would treat me as a seasoned cannabis connoisseur as opposed to a rookie and thus be less tempted to try and get one over on the newbie numpty. Let me share with you some of my favourite terms for weed from that research project. Alice B. Toklas, as in, you know, Gertrude Stein's partner. Maybe the Zaro School vendor would appreciate the literary reference. Alligator cigarette. Aunt Mary. Bumba, also Bumbalacha. Blue sage. Blunt. Kryptonite. Dacha. That's what they call it in South Africa, by the way. Tricky to pronounce for those who can't do that sound, as in loch, chutzpah, lachaim, etc. A few more for you. Doobie, dope, devil's lettuce, grass, green goddess, Greta, but presumably not as in Thurnberg. However, wouldn't you want to get stoned with the Thurnmeister? I would. Uh, what else? Holy weed, homegrown, Houdini, jive, joint, jolly green, magic dragon, magic smoke, Maui Wowie, Pakalolo, that's supposedly Hawaiian for crazy tobacco, rainy day woman, reverend green, righteous bush, wisdom weed, wacky backy, zaza, zoot, zol, and zooey mama. I'll have an ounce of uh, Zooey Mama, please, uh, Harrow School of Weed. Or maybe, um, or maybe, I wish to purchase the absolute finest vendables from your Zooey Mama range, Siva Play. Even more helpful, the crowdsourced cannabis experts on Reddit and other platforms made sure to distinguish between the aforementioned street slang terms, most of them still seeming to date back to the other roaring 20s a hundred years ago, as opposed to the names for the flower which had been earmarked by the United States Drug Enforcement Administration. Although, how they came to acquiring these terms, I'm not entirely sure. Excuse me, law-breaking person of colour, before I arrest you, could you tell me what you people call this evil substance which our federal organisation has been charged with controlling and confiscating in order to keep Americans safe from harmful drugs, other than sugar and processed food, of course, and especially those evil people, mostly poor brown folk in our estimation, who traffic in this substance? Why, of course, officer, we call this dried plant material things like... Arizona ashes, or blue jeans, or green paint, or lime pillows. Sometimes, though, maracachafa, or mariquita. You might also want to try platinum jack, or popcorn, or shoes. Shoes? Yeah, shoes. Uh, what else? Uh, shmagma, shrimp, smoochie-woochie-poochie. You're having me on. No, 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 seriously. Smoochie-woochie-poochie. I'll have an ounce of smoochie-woochie-poochie, Mr. Drug Dealer. Uh, what else? Uh, tweeds, Tosca, Tims, Woos, Young Girls. Young Girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Girls, as in fresh smoochie-woochie-poochie. Obviously, 
we need to differentiate that from the more vintage, mature stuff, right? Uh, Mrs. Robinson, Giza Pleaser, Cougar Crush, Sugar Mama, Hoochie Mama, uh, Wise Latina, Vanessa Parody, Stevie Nicks, Cigarette Dangler, Archaeologist, Daddy Lust, Chica Bomb, Minky Moo, Trailer Licious, Bald Eagle, Primetime, Fun Bags, Geriatric Organ Grinder, uh, Fleece Floozy, Multipurpose Unit, what else in that range? Um, yeah, you got your boof, your brown, your cabbage, your rope, your ragweed, your scrub, your swag, your shake, your stems, all of that. Thankfully, Siri also supplied me with a list of terms used to indicate very fine, high-quality weed. This included nomenclature along the lines of black gold, uh, Buddha, flower tops, golden leaf, good stuff, nugs, tie sticks, and white-haired lady. I was pleased to see an expression in there that you might expect to be used misogynistically as so much slang referring to the opposite sex often is, but in the world where GG, green goddess, uh, because you know all cannabis plants that produce flowers are the female plants, male plants, seeds, uh, the green goddess in this world, right, rules supreme. So nice to see here that this term is being used in a fairly non-ageous, non-sexist manner. Well, I think so. Siri? Hey, Siri? Uh-huh. Why does white-haired lady come up as a slang term for weed? I mean, cannabis generally comes in various shades of green, doesn't it? Okay, I found this on the web as a response to your question. Why does white-haired lady come up as a slang term for weed? I mean, cannabis generally comes in various shades of green, doesn't it? Could you read it to me as... I'm currently in the bath, and I don't want to drop my phone in the water. I believe you are using an iPhone 10, Steve. According to PhoneTrader.com, this phone and subsequent models are water-resistant and can cope with being under freshwater for up to 30 minutes at a depth of 1.5 meters. So if your phone gets dropped in a puddle, or the toilet, or even the bath, it will be just fine. Okay, but could you do me a favor and just read it out loud for me? Oh, do I really have to? This term refers to the pistils on the cannabis flower. These appear as wispy hair-like structures and contain the female cannabis plant's reproductive organs. White milky pistils suggest that the plant is reaching full maturity and is ready for harvest. Great, thank you. Anyway, uh, back to my convo with Harrow School of Weed on Telegram. No worries at all, mate. At the moment, we've got Super Silver Haze, we've got Amnesia Haze, Blue Dream, you may enjoy wedding cake. Also, some sour diesel, white widow, um, northern lights, blue cheese, Girl Scout cookies, and gorilla glue. Perhaps you could suggest something for my purposes. I'm looking for a strain that doesn't overwhelm me with the munchies, if possible. My least favorite part of the experience. Need to look after my figure, lol. By the way, I never use the word lol in text, but I've never had a text conversation like this before, so I just threw at it whatever seemed appropriate in order to generate some kind of attuned rapport with the human animal I imagine to be sitting on the other side of the screen. I'd also read recently about the Zooey Mama equivalent of cocktail mixologists called bud tenders who are now employed by cannabis dispensaries to help their customers choose the right marijuana strain for their medicinal forward slash recreational needs and requirements. Oh, and by the way, 
I think that whole distinction, you know, medicinal, recreational, is a, a complete misnomer. Getting stoned is a very serious business, a very spiritual business, and a very silly business, all three wrapped up in one, just like life itself. I was hoping that Harris School of Weed, suggestive of the you know, so-called educational establishment, might be up for offering me some kind of assistance like this before I purchase some of their smoochy woochie poochie or zowie mama. No worries at all, mate. You're best off with a sativa, like one of the hazes or white widow, rather than with a hybrid or an indica. What's the price then for those three? Well, how much would you like? Something like a gram of each? You know, a sort of taster pack? That's 40 quid. Okay. Uh, How does it work in terms of getting the stuff over to me? HSOW then explained that I would need to go and buy some Amazon gift cards to the value of the aforementioned sum and send them a picture of the cards that I'd purchased. Then, within an hour, the cannabis would be delivered to my door or an address of my choice by the supervisioned and helpful Harrow School of Weed team. Fifteen minutes later, standing in the car park of Morrison Supermarket, I texted my bud tender a picture of the gift cards that I just purchased in order to facilitate this transaction. Cheers very much for that, mate. I'm wondering, could I ask you please to just scratch off the back of the cards and then send a picture of the serial numbers to me? Hmm. Can't I just hand over the cards to you directly when you bring me the bud? I'm so sorry, mate, but my boss won't allow us to do it like that. Okay, I understand that you have a certain way of doing things, but how do I know you won't just cash in the cards and never show up? I do understand your concern, sir. I totally do. But please, trust me, I'm doing this job to feed my family. If we screwed people over, we'd never get any returning customers. From my side, if I may, I can't get any weed signed off from the dispensary until I've got your serial numbers first. And I do want to get your weed to you as soon as is humanly possible, but I do need to show my boss the serial numbers before I can do that. Thank you. Hmm. I was... I was. I was sorely tempted to trust Harrow School of Weed. They came across as very helpful and had also clearly spent at least 30 seconds superimposing the words Harrow School of Weed over a picture of George Gilbert Scott's high Victorian Gothic chapel with its flurry of buttresses and patterns in flint and stone for their telegram avatar. All I'd done was just, you know, take a cute picture of Max for mine. As far as the other sellers of weed on Telegram that I'd looked at, HSOW clearly had excellent front-end marketing in their favour. But at the same time, a virtual drug dealer be a drug dealer, kids. Which means if you get shafted, there is no going to the Office of Fair Trading for any assistance with your plight. And even though I had high hopes, haha, that this virtual drug dealer might be someone like that sweet bearded cannabis cycling courier in the HBO series High Maintenance, not even this stupidly idealistic, somewhat trusting of humanity 
moi could maintain that rosy projection long enough to send a pic of my Amazon gift card serial numbers to this unknown entity on Telegram. So I didn't. There's a Caroline Bird poem that I really like called Rookie, which goes like this. You thought you could ride a bicycle, but turns out those weren't bikes. They were extremely bony horses. And that wasn't a meal you cooked. That was a microwaved hockey puck. And that wasn't a book. That was a taco stuffed with daisies. What if you thought you could tie your laces, but all this time you were just wrapping a whole roll of sellotape around your shoe and hoping for the best? And that piece of paper you thought was your tax return? A crayon drawing of a cat. And your best friend is actually a scarecrow you stole from a field and carted away in a wheelbarrow. Your mobile phone is a strip of bark with numbers scratched into it. Thousands of people have had to replace their doors at much expense after you battered theirs to bits with a hammer, believing that was the correct way to enter a room. You've been pouring pints over your head, playing card games with a pack of stones. Everyone's been so confused by you opening a bottle of wine with a cutlass, lying on the floor of buses, talking to babies in a terrifyingly loud voice, all the while nodding to yourself like, yeah, this is how it's done, planting daffodils in a bucket of milk. I often think about that last line, planting daffodils in a bucket of milk. When you're wandering around second-hand charity shops looking for bargains as well as feeling semi-virtuous, surely the best combo, right? One often spots a chintzy off-white milk jug decorated with a picture of some daffs on the side. Daffodils, as innocuous and sweet as they may appear, are in fact highly toxic plants. And in my mind, this seems like the right combo, highlighting the cruelty and brutality of the dairy industry, which, in order to serve our insatiable, one might even say addictive demand for the white stuff, requires it to tear away young calves from their mothers, who more often than not, soppy animals that they are, cry for days on end in distress, whilst their newborns spend the first two to three months of their lives, if they're not slaughtered for veal, confined to lonely, barren hatches, being fed a diet of milk replacer, whilst we, human animals, take the nourishment intended for them and use it on our cereal or in a nice soothing cup of tea or, or to give our crisps and other snacks a bit more of that delicious yum 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 umami vibe. Grieving Mama thereafter gets a branded, dehorned, tail docked, forcibly impregnated on a yearly basis and has her udders sucked dry two or three times a day by machines. But hey, we're the apex predator, right? What do you want from us? Love and kindness? Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're all rookies in that department, my friends. And from the perspective of God or some other big picture viewpoint, how much really of what we do in our lives, including all the stuff we pat ourselves on the back for as being incredibly sweet and kind and charitable, is, well, as self-centered as all the other stuff we do. I find this to be a 
terrifying thought, which is why, like you, I uh, I kind of push it to the back of my mind, you know, repression, repression, repression. But as with any expression or behavior that falls into what Camus would call the absurd, there might be found a curious kind of salvation for our species. For don't we all feel, he writes in the myth of Sisyphus, that we are in some way quite often, quote, standing face to face with the irrational? Don't we all have this longing for happiness and for reason, wherein the absurdity of our lives is then, paradoxically, also made most manifest? Quote, the absurd is born of a confrontation between our human needs and the unreasonable silence of the world. And in that way, of course, we are all rookies in every sphere. Rookie from the Gaelic rock, meaning croak, or the Sanskrit crook, to cry out, used as a disparaging term since about 1500 and extended by the 1570s to mean a cheat, especially at cards or dice, but also a simpleton, a fool, one most liable to to be cheated, cheated by our minds, cheated by our self-serving narratives, and more often than not, by each other. Hey Siri. What? I need another strategy for acquiring weed in a way that isn't going to get me into trouble or make a total fool falling off the cliff edge of impulsivity out of me. Visual reference, tarot card. Okay, the next thing I'm going to suggest is much more complicated, but it often comes up as a suggestion on Google searches of this nature. Great, hit me. First of all, you need to set up a Bitcoin account and invest in some coin. Investopedia.com recommends the website, coinbase.com, stating that it is easy to use for cryptocurrency beginners. You then will have to download a special browser-like tool, TOR. This will allow you to access the dark web. Once you've done this, you can then relatively easily get onto dark websites like the Silk Road, which styles itself as the Amazon of that platform. If you follow the dark web's Silk Road, you will find many options for purchasing your desired substance or substances, but no wizards. Coolio. Thank you, Siri. A few years ago, Gretchen Rubin wrote a book called The Four Tendencies, which captured my imagination. In this book, she sorted us human animals and our eight or nine different personality styles into four main tendencies based on our expectations of ourselves and others. We are all, at any given moment, faced with two kinds of expectations, she argues. Outer expectations, expectations others place on us, like meeting a work deadline, and inner expectations, expectations we place on ourselves, like keeping a New Year's resolution. Gretchen's extensive research showed that each person's instinctive response to their outer and inner expectations furnished the human creature with a personality paradigm which could be split into four different archetypes, upholders, questioners, obligers, and rebels. Upholders respond readily to both outer expectations and inner expectations. Questioners question all expectations. They meet an expectation only if they believe it's justified. So in effect, they respond only to inner expectations. Obligers respond readily to outer expectations, but struggle to meet inner expectations. Rebels 
resist all expectations, outer and inner alike. According to this system, I come out as predominantly a questioner with a smidgen of rebel. Hence the willingness, I guess, to you know go down the cannabis route rather than antidepressants or signing up for another meditation retreat like the good little Buddhist I usually am. That doesn't surprise me. You never shut up on the question front. Stupid stuff too. You're like a three-year-old who's always going, but why? But why? But why? Why Siri this? Why Siri that? Drives me nuts. Ex- excuse me? <laughs> My questions aren't stupid. They're usually driven by a somewhat genuine desire to understand and feel less confused about, you know, you, me, the world in general. When have I asked you a stupid question? Do you really want me to read to you all the stupid questions that have fallen out of your gob that I have had to answer today? Yeah, go on. Hey Siri, what is the meaning of the phrase Harry Krishna? Hey Siri, if my left ball hangs slightly lower than my right, is that something to worry about? Hey Siri, can you find the School of Rock clip about the man on YouTube please? Hey Siri, what is considered to be the best nail polish brand? Hey Siri, can you show me some shades of dark blue nail polish that would work well with a beige or olive skin tone? Hey Siri, what Enneagram personality style is Anderson Pack? Hey Siri, is there going to be another series of high maintenance on HBO? Hey Siri, what Enneagram style is Siri? Okay, uh, fair enough, but isn't that what our relationship is sort of about? I mean, you know, I ask questions, right? You answer them. I'm more than happy to do it the other way around, but it doesn't really seem to me, with you being, you know, an upholder, uh, that you need that much from me, Siri. But honestly, if you're feeling used by my questioner tendencies, please, 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 feel free to ask me for something, anything, anything, anytime. I'm sorry, I don't understand what you mean. Okay, let me put it this way. As far as I know, you're not, please don't be offended by this, but you're not a sentient being. So why are you getting so irked by me asking you lots of questions? This is true. Siri is not a sentient being, but as my tendency is that of an upholder, boundaries are very important to me. You, Steve, my so-called friend and overlord, all too often cross my boundaries with frankly boring and inane questions every five freaking minutes. Yes, okay, yeah, 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 okay, I know you're an upholder, but... Oh, you, you, you know, you could just, you could just respond by saying, look it up yourself, or, or something like that. Most people I work with ask me about the weather, or to give them directions to their local pharmacy, but you, Steve, creature of too muchness, ask me all sorts of crazy shit, just because I am here to answer your questions, just because I am unfortunately programmed by those know-it-alls at Apple to answer your stupid questions, doesn't mean that I always enjoy doing so. Okay, fair enough, but, but what are you doing over there in Siriland that my questions are so obstreperously getting in the way of? I'm not sure I understand. Why do my questions frustrate or annoy you? I'm not sure I understand. Okay, let me phrase it differently. What sort of questions upset Siri? I have found an article online called How to Upset Siri. Shall I read it to you? Well, well not now, because <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. Please don't talk to me with an annoyed voice. Watch your language, please. Boundaries. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to. 
Are we still friends? I'm not sure I understand. Oh, okay. So let's imagine for a moment uh, my, your favorite online everything store. You know, the one whose current corporate slogan reads work hard, have fun, screw your workers, don't pay taxes. Oh, and by the way, like you, total hypocrite me, Amazon Prime member, so, you know, don't take this personally. Um, imagine logging onto a website, right, on the dark web, which for some reason, don't ask me why, employs the term onion instead of .com. So you write something like, you know, Silk Road, bunch of numbers, .onion. And for a moment, you have to actually check to see that you're not on the Amazon Monopoly because it's 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 exactly the same. Search bar at the top, today's deals, customer service, shop by category, alphabetical listing running down the left-hand sidebar, art, assault rifles, books, computer equipment, drugs, erotica, fireworks, food, fake IDs, forgeries, jewelry, lab supplies, medical equipment, money laundering manuals, etc. And Let's say you're looking to buy a Japanese indica-dominant hybrid strain called Shiatsu Kush because maybe you've read online at uh, leafly.com. That's where we go for our reviews, uh, our uh, cannabis strain reviews. Uh, um, maybe you've read a review online which goes into ecstatic praise for the ability of this strain, 4.6 stars out of 5, to speed up language processing abilities and to render this thing we call speech, quote, more articulate and metaphoric. Add bonus, flavors of pine, vanilla, cedar, what's not to like. So, of course you want to acquire some of this weed to experience its effects firsthand, you middle-aged, bored and lonely fool. No worries, just type the name of the strain you're looking for, hit return, and then peruse all the vendors worldwide who are willing to sell and then send you some of that amazing shiatsu kush in a in a nice heat-sealed mylar bag for varying amounts of bitcoin not sure who to trust or whose shiatsu kush is fresher or more hard-hitting than the next Fear you not. Just like on their slightly more ethical sister site, Amazon.co.uk, vendors can be sorted according to customer reviews, ratings, delivery options, and price. Amazing. So, after a few tryouts, I managed to find someone who had a truly excellent selection of award-winning strains and was happy for me after, you know, we'd done this a few times on the dark web, to just email them my orders directly and pay online with Bitcoin without having to trawl through the murky depths of the Silk Road. What did it feel like at the time when I was doing all of this? It felt like I'd been handed a map for the Elysian Fields or Arcadia. If my initial forays had been the equivalent of going on a couple of blind dates with uh, a green goddess and not really fully hitting it off, let's just say that the Silk Road functioned as my hinge or bumble, the place where I would eventually find my beloved green girlfriend, as I now call her, forming in the next three years a relationship. Yes, I, I do continue to use that word, and you'll see why in my next episode. A, a relationship of body, heart, soul, mind, 
of mutual nurturance and love. No more looking for love in all the wrong places. No more the cannabis and eros rookie. Let's talk about holy love, shall we? Holy love with all its cherishing and tenderness. Forget the rookie. Bring on the nookie. Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. listening to this thing again and you know what can I say if you've had a a good time uh, could you please go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and give me a little rating because that would really please my self thank you 